Frontier Missions Journal. Stories of hope for the unreached with Adventist Frontier Missions. Hi, my name is Sophia Frankston and I served on the Taikadai Project from 2018 to 2019. Today's story is called... The Arachnid. Some of us have a very unique fear for uh, creepy crawly creatures. No matter how small they might be, it is enough to sink chills down your spine. Sophia has such a fear for those creatures and she will share with us two experiences she had and how she relied on others to help her escape from her worst fears. Here is her story. I'm terrified of spiders, especially large ones. I don't even have to see them to feel the clammy, shivery fear creeping up my spine. Over the years, I have often thanked the Lord profusely that I was born and raised in the eastern U.S. where large spiders are not in enormous supply. So when I found out that I would be serving in Southeast Asia, where the largest spider I'd ever seen at home would be considered itty-bitty in comparison to some of the local varieties, it certainly caused me some concern. How could I be an effective witness for God if I was living in constant fear of discovering that I was roommates with a fat, hairy arachnid the size of my fist? After all, how could I show that I trust God if I was afraid of something, especially something so small? So my trip to the mission field was accompanied by much prayer. And by the grace and provision of God, spiders weren't really much of an issue during my time. For the most part, in fact, for the majority of my year in Southeast Asia, I hardly saw any spiders at all, which was a miracle for which I was very thankful. But then rainy season started. Unfortunately, that meant that all the spiders that I hadn't seen all year suddenly needed a place to get out of the rain. We began seeing them on the wall outside the classroom, behind the kitchen counter. There was even one in my toiletry bag in the bathroom. Each time I caught glimpses of them, but was able to leave the area and one of my teammates took care of it. Unfortunately, the ones I saw were still on the smaller side. I took to turning on the light and inspecting a room as much as I could before I entered it just to be safe, and I kept praying. Then one day after my classes were finished, I went into the kitchen for some supper. Most of the rest of the staff was downstairs or still finishing up their classes. I flipped on the light as I walked in, but I did not inspect the room. I got some food and was standing by the table when, out of the corner of my eye, I caught a shadow that should not have been there. And there on the floor behind me, not two feet away, was one of the largest spiders I'd ever seen in person. I would describe it, but I'm shuddering just thinking about it. Besides, I I really didn't take the time to get a very good look. All I knew was that it was enormous, and I found myself on top of one of the kitchen chairs. But that landed me into quite the predicament. 
Hindsight told me that I should have run back out of the door I'd just come in, while blind fear kept me from being rooted to one spot. Now I was stuck. In addition, I neglected to make any noise. Somehow, I hadn't taken the energy to scream while I was jumping out of my skin. So here I was, standing on a spindly kitchen chair with an enormous spider between me and the door and all of my colleagues out of speaking range. Anyone with a bad fear of spiders knows how I felt. If no one came to help me, I was going to be standing on that chair all night. But we praised the Lord for technological advancement, and I had my cell phone in my pocket. So keeping an eye on the spider without directly looking at it, just to make sure it didn't make any sudden moves, I pulled my phone out and sent a quick text message for help. Fortunately or unfortunately, the spider didn't seem to plan on moving just then. Not long after I sent the text message, I heard the welcome thunder of footsteps on the stairs. The cavalry was on its way! Soon I'd be rescued and the spider would be a thing of the past. Thank the Lord. Seconds later, the team came in and pandemonium broke loose. Mr. Spider suddenly felt uncomfortable out in the open with so many visitors, and he went dashing around the room with my re rescuers in hot pursuit. Other people helped me down off the chair and out of the danger area. The chase was still going on in the kitchen, at the sound of missed blows and moving furniture still audible where I was. But then, two things happened at once. First, the class upstairs was finished and the students began coming down to where we were. And two, Mr. Spider escaped the kitchen. One of those students, a Buddhist monk, was descending the stairs and paused to watch our career missionary, Andy Murphy, deal with the spider. There it was, the meeting of my fear and being a witness. I didn't know it at the time, but it was a tense moment for Mr. Murphy because he had the eight-legged intruder corner. Another moment, and it would have been a thing of the past. But to a devout Buddhist, killing anything, even spiders, is wrong. And it was clear that the young monk was curious to see what Christians would do in this situation. While I did not then, and do not now, feel that getting rid of pests is a bad thing to do, there would have been no way for us to explain to that young man in his belief, we would be guilty of doing wrong. Why would he listen to anything else that we had to say? So, Mr. Murphy made the decision to spare the spider. Rather than smash him flat, he was collected into a cup and dumped out of the window. It was difficult for me at first when I heard what had been done. I would have preferred a notice of arachnidian funerary arrangements. But instead, I had to deal with the fearful possibility that the spider would come back, bigger this time, and that I would be trapped on top of the kitchen chair again. But somehow, that was worth it. All that fear and anxiety paled 
in comparison to the preservation of our witness to that young man. And besides, the same Lord who had protected me all year was with me still, and I knew that I could rely on him. Some spiders can be harmless, but there are spiders that are dangerous and even deadly, and they can be very scary looking. No wonder Sophia had such a fright when she saw one up close. In her second story, she will tell us about a very unusual friend she made and how she coexisted with this friend. Here is her story. This story is entitled, My Very Strange Friend. Have you ever had a friend that was just a little different from all your other friends? I had a friend in Southeast Asia that was just just a tad different from all the other friends I'd ever had before in my life. His name was Jerry, and he lived downstairs in the building where I lived, which just happened to be in an English school. I would only see Jerry about once every day. He would come out about 10.30 at night, and he would clean the lobby after all the students had gone home for the evening. Every day he would come out about 10.30, and he would clean the lobby, and then he would go home. And that was Jerry's routine. Now, like I said before, Jerry was just a little different from everybody else that I was friends with. For one thing, he was short. He was shorter than all of my other friends. But that isn't what made him different. For another thing, Jerry couldn't speak English. In fact, we, we never had any kind of conversation at all. Um, but that isn't what made him different either. No, what made Jerry different was the fact that he was a cockroach. Now, I don't like bugs. Um, generally speaking, I'm not a fan. Uh, so I wasn't expecting when I went to Southeast Asia to become more or less friends with a cockroach of all things. And Southeast Asian cockroaches, they're not like the little ones that I was used to seeing growing up. Jerry was about two inches long. Not only was he a bug, but he was a, a big bug. The first time I saw Jerry, I had gone downstairs to talk with my family. And I was in the lobby and I saw Jerry come out from under the stairs. And I thought, oh no, we have a cockroach in the building. I should probably kill this thing. So I went to step on him, thinking like other cockroaches, he was going to turn around and run away from me. That's not what Jerry did. Um, instead of that, he stood up on his little legs and he started running straight for me. <laughs> I was not a fan of this move. <laughs> so I decided, okay, instead of killing him, maybe there's a way we can coexist. And that began the friendship that we had. I would often go down to the lobby to talk with my family, and usually it was at night because that's when I had time. So I was often on the phone with my family when Jerry would come out to clean the lobby. 
At first, he didn't have a name. I gave him that name sometime later just so that I could have something to call this little creature with whom I would share about an hour of my evening. I would be talking on the phone, Jerry would come out from under the stairs, and he would start on one side of the room and I would stay on the other side. And when he was done with that side, checking for the crumbs that the students had left behind, he would come walking toward me and we would switch sides of the room and he would finish the lobby and go back under the stairs. It's kind of complicated to explain exactly why I felt like this was a friendship, but Jerry had something of a personality. He wasn't just a skittery bug to me. By the time I finished my term at, in, at the project, I considered Jerry to be one of the things I looked forward to seeing in the evening. It kind of reminds me of the time when Samuel went to anoint a new king for Israel in the book 1 Samuel. Eliab walks by, the oldest son of Jesse, and Samuel is ready to anoint him as king. When the Lord talks to Samuel and says, you look at the outward appearance, but God looks at the heart. We do that a lot. As people, we like to look at things the way that they appear and think, well, I could never be friends with this person or that thing because of the way that they look or because they're a cockroach. But God invites us to look a little deeper than what is looking, what it looks like on the outside. and. Uh, give it a chance, or because they're a cockroach. So the next time you are looking at someone or something and thinking, oh, I could never be friends with them, they're too different. Just remember what God might see and give them a chance. Do your best to show them the love that God has shown you. Thank you for listening to Frontier Missions Journal. Even in the small things such as spiders and cockroaches, we can learn a life lesson from God. Join us again next time for more inspiring adventures and life lessons from our missionaries in the field. Music